Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you get your podcasts. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. This is Stacking the Box with NFL insider Matt Berteram and Mark Carmen. Happy New Year 2021 for the win. Verram, I'm, I got to start the year of the beef with you. Did, did you really have to watch every damn Nate Sudfeld throw? We had to watch the the end of that thing before you could get on the damn video stream here for our podcast Sunday night? You go to hell. Listen, you know what? Sometimes miracles happen. And it would have been a damn miracle if Nate Sudfeld had won that game. But I wasn't going to be talking to you and then all of a sudden, I look at my Twitter feed. People are going crazy because Nate Sudfeld just threw a hail mary to win it. You, you couldn't multitask Nate Sudfeld. It's one of the worst performances in the history of quarterbacking it in was. a game. I mean, my God, he should be uh, thrown in prison. <laughs> I, there, there are people in prison for, for things that are less offensive than what he just did. Uh, that was. As I'm sitting there watching, I'm like, all right, well, Mitchell Trubisky is definitely better than Nate Sudfeld. I mean, there's no doubt yes. that Trubisky is better. And by the way, I've been supporting Mitchell Trubisky. We'll get to the Bears in a little bit here. You have. But what they did to Mitchell Trubisky today and what he did to himself was a straight disgrace. But the Bears are in the playoffs, damn it. And we told you, we told you on Stacking the Box – I think before anyone else, at least at the Carm did, and Burnham's gotten a zillion things right, but I can tell you this much. I know that I predicted the Washington football team to be in the playoffs and win the NFCs. That happened. And when the Bears were 5-7, and seven, I said the Bears are going to make the playoffs. And they did. Not in the way that I thought that they were going to do it. I, I thought they'd have to win out and Green Bay wouldn't, you know, wouldn't be playing today because they'd already had it clinched. That wasn't the case. But right. thank you to – the L.A. Rams and Kyler Murray getting hurt and all that. The Bears, the Bears are in. And they don't have to play Green Bay in the opening round, although the Bears are by far the biggest underdog in the wild card round, which I think is wrong, by the way, not to give away my take on that. I think the Bears are going to at least cover the nine. But anyway, uh, the Bears are in, Vertoram. The Bears are in. That's true. Um, Bears. I, I, Bears. I watched, I watched the game. I actually skipped the Chiefs games. It meant nothing. So I sat there and watched the Packers and Bears. Um, How good is Aaron Rodgers? Seriously, you, he's got to be the listen, MVP. The guy's so of, good. I know we got a lot of Chief fans listening to this podcast. And I've said this a few times and gotten a lot of it for Ford. He is the MVP of the league. Hands down, like 48 touchdown passes. And yes, the offensive line's great. And Devonta Adams is a stud. Who the hell else is he throwing him? I know, like, like, like Robert Tunyon's fine, but like, let's just let's stop. Okay. Robert Tunyon's not a top three tight end. Like Marcus Valdez Scantlings is as likely to drop a fifty yard touchdown pass as to catch one. Okay. That was that was his first incompletion of the day that should have been uh, yeah. a touchdown pass. It was unbelievable. <laughs> like I know the backs are going. Look, I get all that. I'm not saying you're surrounded by nothing, but like he he does not have Jerry Rice and John Taylor here to, to work with. And it is incredible how great he is. Yep. He it was really unbelievable. Excuse me, you're 10 for 10 and three touchdown passes. You haven't thrown one incompletion at halftime. Um, Meanwhile, yeah, Trubisky's like 26 to 28 for like five yards. It was so embarrassing. Oh I, 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 I honestly, I, he has been playing better, Matt Nagy. Stop calling plays again, by the way. It's obvious that you're getting, you're getting back in there. And you're not going to win nickel and diming Mitchell Trubisky against the Packers or any good football team. So right. this was an opportunity. I mean, there was a lot on the line. I get it. But you still 
you weren't going to win that way, but they tried to win that way, and it was embarrassing. All right, let's let's get into the AFC before we get back to the NFC. That's where you want to start today. Yep. So as, we, as we look to the playoffs, all right, it's it's going to be uh, well. First of all, this is the first time ever that we've got fourteen teams in the dance here, and just a very very busy weekend ahead here. But let's look. Let's let's tee up. The AFC here. First of all, your Saturday games. First one should be a great one. Colts and Bills. That's a noon Central Time kickoff. Then your other AFC games come up. You got Browns and Steelers. Is the final game on Sunday night, which is just an awesome rematch. Pittsburgh's a three and a half point favorite in that one, uh, which is going to be sweet. And then the Ravens and the Titans, man. A little noon on Sunday. These are three great games. So. I love all the games. I'm with you. Um, I do think one is going to be less close than the other two, but I'll, I'll get to that in a little bit. So, look, first of all, I think... How do you make a radio ad for an 8K TV that conveys the feeling of 33 million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs? This is the best we can do. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good. Most people agree. I think we'll agree on this. A lot of times, you get a playoffs a slate, even when you know it was the old sixteen in each conference format, and you look at it and go, "Ah, eh, that team's a fraud. That team sucks." Like, really, four of these teams are good. The AFC, they're all good. Now they, you know, they're varying degrees of good, but they're they're good. Like all those teams are playoff teams. Are you going to say that Buffalo is going to route India? That's where I think you're going. No. Oh wow, interesting. No. I'm not. Um, I'll tell you what, man. I think it's a bad matchup for Buffalo. I, I'm i not saying I think the Bills are going to lose, but I think the Bills should be careful in that game because Indianapolis, Jonathan Taylor, the last seven games, six games rather, excuse me, uh, he has rushed. I just want to pull this up. I have it in my column here. Uh, he has rushed for 741 yards and seven touchdowns in his last six games, including 241, I believe it was today. Um, they have a great offensive line. The Bills do not get a lot of pass rush pressure. They're, they're in the bottom 12 in the league in, in pass rush pressure, and they blitz like the eighth or ninth most. So they bring pressure and they don't get it. That's a problem against Indianapolis because if Rivers is comfortable, he can still play. So I worry a little bit about that for the Bills. Um, and also, look, Matt Everfloss, the defensive coordinator for the Colts, he's really good. He's a head coaching candidate. They play a ton of cover two zone. They do not blitz. Allen, look, I, I think the Bills are the better team. Don't get me wrong. But I do think the Colts are interesting. The game I'm most fascinated with, though, on the AFC side is Tennessee and Baltimore. Great game. Like, that game, Tennessee has no pass rush, but it doesn't matter against Baltimore because they don't throw the ball. Like, you don't care if you sack Jackson. Like, let him throw it. You just don't want him to beat you with his legs. So that weakness doesn't matter for them in that game. And offensively, Tennessee, man, like, everybody looks at Henry and oh, – he's he's ridiculous, and we'll talk about him more later. But, like, they got Brown. They got Corey Davis on the outside. Tannehill's had a really good year. They're very well coached. Arthur Smith, their offensive coordinator, is a head coaching candidate. Like, you look at the Titans, who, by the way, in the last calendar year, have beaten Baltimore in Baltimore twice. Like, does Baltimore have something for them? They, they better, because if they don't, they're going to go on three. I mean, my favorite moment of the whole day today was Sam Sloman going off the, the right. I mean, Sloman, first of all, that ball did not look like it was going in. No. Then, it, then I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, it's going to clank and go, like, coming right at me or whatever. I didn't think it was. And then it goes in, and Sloman, he – he has this like delayed reaction, then he realizes that it's good, and this little kicker is jumping up and down. And yep. I mean, that was, I mean, the Colts nearly took the AFC South title. You know what? The best part of that game to me, other than Henry getting his two thousand, that was too. The Titans in that game cannot stop anybody. So Watson is dragging the dead carcass of the Texans just up and down the field the entire game, thirty-eight, thirty-five. Tennessee's out in front. They get the but you know the Texans are going down the field. They get down there. Fairbairn hits like a 51 yarder to tie the game. There's 18 seconds left. I'm going back and forth in the DMs with Josh Hill, a coworker of ours on Slack. And we were talking, I said the Titans, like 
they, they have to go for it with 18 seconds left. The Texans are atrocious. Sure enough, guy just blows up a coverage, and A.J. Brown's just open for a 50-some-odd-yard bomb down the field. Timeout, and Sloman doinks it in. Look, the Titans are the – the Titans have scored more points in the AFC than anybody. They scored more than Kansas City, scored more than Baltimore, more than Buffalo, scored more than anybody. Tennessee can score. The problem with the Titans is that they play a team that can throw the ball. They have no ability to get off the field against because they have the worst third down defense in the league and they have the worst pressure rate and the fewest amount of sacks. So I think against Kansas City or Buffalo, I think they get, I just think they get about 45 points. But against Baltimore, I don't know if that's the case. Like they they can't throw the ball, so it's it's a fascinating matchup. Are you willing to go on a limb here, Verderam, and and give me the your upset right now? I I mean, is that what you're going with? Are you saying the Colts, or are you going even further off the board here? I no no look. I'll, so I'll say this because since we touched on the other two games, first I think the blowout of the group. I think Pittsburgh's going to kill Cleveland. Okay, I think they're going to kill them. You think Pittsburgh's going to kill Cleveland? Yeah, by kill, I'm talking, you know, I don't know, 13 plus points. So, okay, that that's interesting that you think that. 27 the, of 14. Something. I mean, the Steelers have been playing straight, awful football. Not good. Uh, now, I guess give them some level of credit that, whatever, Mason Rudolph and company kept it close today in Cleveland, tortured their 11,000-plus fans that were there. Uh, but Seriously. And... You know, history-wise, I don't think that any of this matters, by the way, but everyone likes to bring it up. Big Browns have lost 17 straight in Pittsburgh. That's the third yeah, loss. It, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't. No. It does not matter. But uh, I, I, I don't know why you, how you can have even any confidence in, in Pittsburgh unless you think Cleveland stinks, which I am willing to listen to you saying that Cleveland stinks. I don't think they stink. I think they've benefited from a very soft schedule. Look, who have they beaten this year? Let's be real. They beat Tennessee, who's a good team. They beat Indy at home in a weird game. Okay, that's it. That's it. They, they, they beat Pittsburgh's backups today. I don't care about that. They, they got waxed by Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh back in October. They got destroyed by Baltimore early, and then they lost, giving up 47 points to them. They beat playoff team Washington in week three, damn it. If that's nice. Dwayne Haskins. Like I that but, guy. Like, no, but by the way, yeah, yeah, nice job. But like, look. You're right. They have not I think they, 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 a they good don't. team. I don't think they're a, like a very good or a great team. By the way, I don't think Pittsburgh is either. But I do think Pittsburgh's gonna give them a problem, and this is why. They're very good defensively. I think they are going to jam the line of scrimmage. They're gonna force Baker to win. They're gonna blitz the hell out of him. And I think Baker uncomfortable is Baker unhinged. That, mean, that means picks, it means fumbles, it means sacks. And I think Pittsburgh will just dink and dunk its way down the field against what is a bad Cleveland defense. And the other part of it is, and you know this, Carm, I agree with you with the thing about Cleveland playing in Pittsburgh. I don't care about that either. Sports, a lot of times, yeah, it's about talent and it's about confidence. Sometimes in sports, confidence is just a huge factor. And Pittsburgh just beats the hell out of Cleveland all the time. They just kill them. They beat them every time they play them. So I, I, I just think Pittsburgh's going to go into that game knowing, yeah, we're going to win this game. Where Cleveland's going to be like, well, we think we can win. We hope we can win. I think Pittsburgh's going to win. The, the, to me, as far as the upset, obviously I don't think Cleveland's going to do it. I, I think Baltimore by seeding has the best shot, although they're technically favored. So I guess I would actually say that I think Tennessee pulls the upset because I think Tennessee has a real shot to beat them. I think Indianapolis – I think Indianapolis has a real chance to win that game, but I would pick Buffalo. So I'm taking, for the record, Buffalo, Tennessee, which I think is a coin flip, by the way. Of all the three games, I think that's the biggest coin flip. Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Tennessee. The Lions right now, as we're talking on Sunday night, Pittsburgh's a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. The right. Titans are a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. No, they're a dog at home. I'm sorry, the Titans are three, excuse me. The Titans are a three and a half point dog, correct. Baltimore's a three and a half point favorite on the road. Yes. That's an, an impressive line right there. I, I don't get that. That that's kind of stunning, really. But you hey man, you were singing the Ravens praises. You said they were gonna win out, and it made a whole lot of sense with their schedule, and they did. Yep. And clearly the Titans barely eking by Houston. And the, the Ravens hot streak has Vegas uh, very much in, on, on Baltimore's side here. And then Buffalo is a six-and-a-half-point favorite over the Colts. Uh, the Bills, man, wow. 
just rolling into the playoffs. See you later, Miami. That was uh, that was a stomping. I I love Buffalo. Um, I I I I just want to see Josh Allen and that crew have a deep run. So. I don't know. In Indies play in these, hey man, the a lot of people thought the Colts were gonna come up short in the playoffs, but they ended up making it. I think we I think you nailed that right. You had Miami missing the playoffs and yep. they hung around longer than I think we all thought they would, but uh and we're gonna get to two in a second here. I don't know, man. I, I would take the Colts actually to cover that spread. I think it's a maybe I did I would too. I think maybe it's a three point game. I I definitely I would take the Titans over Baltimore myself um, all day long. I think ten, you know, look, I don't know, man. You, you, can can Tennessee contain Lamar just enough? That's that's the question to me. That's the whole game. I wrote in my column for Monday morning. That is the entire game. Yeah, can Tennessee get him into third and six and along? If he does, they're gonna they'll win. They'll win the game. I I, I think they can, but it's a, it's a great game. And Pittsburgh and the Browns, I wow, three and a half. Oh man, that's a tough. I, I, I we're, we're doing a midweek podcast this week, or are we not? How do you make a radio ad for an 8K TV that conveys the feeling of 33 million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs? This is the best we can do. Samsung Neo QLED 8K, unreasonably good. We better be. We better be all right. Good. I'll, I'm going to hold it. I, I got to. I'm going to do a deeper dive before I make the pick. Let's go over to the NFC. Yep. Um, and you're, the question that you have on the rundown is: Is there any way this doesn't go chalk? Let's go just through it real quick here, just to get everybody up to speed. If you yep. are driving around and you're not really thinking about it, uh, Seattle is a four and a half point favorite at home over the Rams. We're not exactly. Do we know where Jared Goff is at right now? They believe he can play. They're not 100, percent but that's that's the belief. Right. I'm not seeing a line right now for the Bucks in Washington. Um, Me neither. And the Bears are a nine-and-a-half-point underdog at New Orleans, which I think is way too tall. What's the line, nine-and-a-half? Nine-and-a-half. Big line. Uh, that that Big line. That is a huge line, man. Now they just got their, their heads kicked in. But, look, they – you know, early in the season, the Bears didn't play well at all. Nick Foles sucked. It was a brutal game, and they ended up in overtime with the Saints. I think we're a little too high on the Saints right now. That's how I see it, at least. Well, but, yeah, go ahead. No, look, man, uh, it's it's interesting. It's, I, I, by the way, uh, the line just came out for the Buccaneers. They're a seven and a half point favorite at Washington. Okay, seven and a half. Okay. okay. Um, That's fair. All right. Touchdown so, game. So as far as as far as I'm concerned with the Bears and that line, and the Saints, like the Saints worry me in in the sense of Breeze just does not look like himself. Now today they they blow out Carolina. Fine. Do I care that they blow out Carolina? No, not really. He was awful against the Chiefs. Even though they scored 50-some-odd points against Minnesota, if you watch that game, he was not good. So that's the concern I have for the Saints. However, I got to be fair. I don't know that I would pick the Bears not to cover that. That's a big line. Um, And the Saints have had some pretty massive playoff losses here the last three years including in the wild card round last year to Minnesota, who was a six seed, and Minnesota I think it was an eight-point underdog in that game, they, and Minnesota beat them. But what the Bears scare me for, man, is it just you look at Trubisky and the way that they play with him like as a, as a leader on the team, it's just – and I know you feel this way too because I saw you tweet about it. And I'm 100% with you on it. Like, let him play or just yank him out of the effing game. They are so terrified that he's going to screw them. Everything is just three yards. Right, quarterback so what, screen. Exactly. Like, What's throw, the point? The language, throw the f-ing ball or just sit his ass. It is such a waste of time because they're not winning a game like that in the play. They're just not. He, you know, And if he gets you killed, then fine. Then you lose because your quarterback's just not good enough. Fine. But to sit there, you know, scared money, scared money. Drop him back, keep him back in if you need to help block, and throw it. 
throw to Allen Robinson, scheme him up, throw it to Anthony Miller, throw it to Mooney if he's healthy, throw the ball. And if you lose, fine. But to just play like that and get beat to me is ridiculous. Just go after him. Yep. I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, look, if y'all are going to do this, then go back to Nick Falls because you're not going to beat Green Bay playing this way. And by the way, your offensive line's a whole lot better. I'm guaranteeing Nick Foles is probably sitting over thinking, oh, I'd look a whole lot better if you had figured out Mustafa and Bars up front <laughs> when I was out, when I was there. I mean, if you're not going to let the guy do anything, then, then and he's played well enough recently to earn it. Uh, by the way, to answer the question, is there any way this doesn't go, Chuck? I am picking Washington to beat Tampa Bay. Okay. I, I, I think that Chase Technically, Young is- that's Chuck. Yeah, uh, but, but that's not what I meant. Okay, okay, that's not what I meant. Okay, I, I think Chase Young is going to eat Tom Brady, and you know, as far as watching defensive players play football right now in the NFL, he is incredibly entertaining. Yes, he is. I mean, that guy is just such an incredible athlete. Uh, it, it's he's gonna make it. He's gonna make it. They're they're gonna be able to get to him, man. I think that Washington can get to the quarterback if you can do that. You can have a day against the Bucs. I will take Washington in a stunner, although it wouldn't be that big of a stunner, I guess. Uh, Seattle, man, you are – I've been riding you all year long, so I'm not going to pull off now, but I'm a little I'm a little, I'm a a little, little Seahawks trepidation here. They haven't looked great as of late, that's for sure. And I think the Bears will cover. I think the Bears will cover. I'm with you on that. I think Tampa will beat Washington. I think Washington will cover. I don't have faith that Goff is going to be back from a broken thumb on his throwing hand in one week, and I think they're going to get beat. Goff doesn't like to get hit anyway. Now you factor in that it's cold, it's Seattle. He's got a broken thumb on his throw. I'll tell you right now, if I'm the Seahawks, I'm blitzing the crap out of him early in the game. I am hitting him as much. First of all, I would do it even if he was perfectly healthy. I would hit him as much as humanly possible. Let's see how good your thumb really is. Now, I, I wouldn't do it, no, no dirty, no cheap shot, but I would just, I'd hit him. I'd come after him. I'd, I'd want to see how comfortable he is standing in the pocket knowing a guy's coming free off the edge. Um, I think it's going to go chalk in terms of the favorites. And I'll tell you what, man, if it does, if I'm right, you get the Packers and the Bucks, the Saints and the Seahawks. You got four First ballot Hall of Fame quarterbacks. It's awesome. Playing. That is that is a divisional round, man. That Let, is an unbelievable slate if you get that. Unless Mitchell Trubisky comes oh, and ruins God, the party. There he comes. Uh how for you intru- I root for the Bears, man, but I just I can't I, I'm not gonna lie to you. There was a point of me that a part of me that was just disappointed when they qualified today because I was like, I just don't want to have to watch this. I can't. You know what? If Nagy threw some caution to the wind, man, I'd be fine with it. I would. Like, even though he's not that good, like, fine, whatever. Throw the ball, see what happens. He's. I cannot stand the way they play. It's just like, well, we know he sucks, but we've got to do everything we possibly can. Like, look, Matt. Everybody in the world knows he blows. Like, just take a chance. You're 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 never gonna. It's just. Oh, I'm not gonna get back on the high horse with this. But my God. And by the way. If you're not going to throw with him, then you know what? Line up in power and just give it to Montgomery 40 times because the kid's playing great. Give him the ball and just see what happens. It was truly amazing when it was fourth and one and they put Trubisky in the gun. Sprint to the right. Always sprinting to the right. Always the same play. Hey, Matt, stop calling plays. Go back to just being a cheerleader. You clearly – you're, you've taken too much control again. It's obvious, although it's a little unfair to Matt Nagy that every single time something goes right, it's Bill Lazor, John D. Filippo, Bears offense coordinator, Bears quarterbacks coach, and every time anything goes wrong, it's always Nagy. So it's a little unfair, but I actually think it just feels like it's that's what's going on. Let's let's move to are, are the Packers the, the clear favorite in the NFC? I think they are. Uh, Green Bay's playing great. The David Bakhtiari injury is probably going to be a factor. The Packers left tackle tearing his ACL on the Thursday before the last game of the year in a, in a fluke, freaking whatever the hell happened at practice. That's a that's just straight brutal, as you just said. But I don't know, man. I, I like who's beating Green Bay. They look like that. That offense has been humming along. I, I 
I think they're going to make – I think they're in the Super Bowl if I had to pick it. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. I think they're the favorites. Um, my only concern about the Packers is if their offense goes into like even just like a mini slump, like a quarter or a half, their defense isn't good. So teams can get right back into the game against them. We saw Carolina do it. We saw Chicago do it today. I mean, we, we talked about it. You said it earlier. Rodgers in the first half of the damn game is 10 of 10 for three touchdowns. Trubisky's out there throwing the ball backwards, and it's 21-16, and the Bears are driving, and it's just the beginning of the fourth quarter. Well, if you want to make that point, it's a very fair one. Look, the Bears, who sucked and, you know, had played horrified of their own shadow the entire game. The Bears had 74 plays today, though, to 44 for Green Bay. 30 more plays. They had the football for over 11 minutes more than Green Bay had. Right. It. And that's a bad football team. So if you want to make the argument that some team's going to come cool. in here and keep Aaron Rodgers off the field, it's a legitimate argument. I, I just, my, like I said, look, for the record, I am picking the Packers to go to the Super Bowl. I do think they're the favorite. But I do think that they're very dependent on their offense in the sense that the defense is not good. You can throw the ball on them. And I could see a team like Seattle going up to Green Bay. That's exactly where I was going. And just and I give you credit, Carm. You've been all over Seattle the whole year. I mean, I could see them going up there and Wilson just going berserk. I mean, that to me, there's two teams if on the if on the Packers that scare me, and I think they're gonna play them both. The Bucs scare me, and I'll tell you why. The Bucs scare me if I'm the Packers, not because of the game or anything that they won. It. I, I throw out stuff out. But Rodgers, if there's one thing about him, he's not great against the blitz, which is odd. Typically, the great quarterbacks are. He's not. They blitz more than anybody in the NFC. And Brady will torch that defense. He will just torch it. He will eat it alive because they won't hit him. The other, the other team that I just spoke of, Seattle, I just Wilson can hit him for big plays, and Wilson good against a lot. He's just a pain in the ass. He's a great player, and Metcalf and 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 Lockett are just a tremendous pair of receivers. Right, and look, if the Bears had any quarterback play today, they might have very well won the game. They they might have very well won the game. I mean, they were right there. You had a fourth and one in a one score game. You're down five. And they dial up one of the worst plays I've ever seen. That ain't happening with Russell Wilson. They ain't, ha- you know. But they, they also, I mean, they did a lot of ball control, so it, which would fit into what Seattle would do to them. Well, um, the, the, the Bears bogged down a million times in the red zone too. Yep. Like yep. if you got a real quarterback, the, the, a couple of those field goals are probably touchdowns. Yeah. All right, let's go to into the future, Miami and Tua. You're wondering what's going to happen. It's a Tough spot for the Dolphins right now. I mean, the guy, you know, he wasn't necessarily expected to play as much as he did this year, and it's been a roller coaster ride. You pick him, what was he, fifth overall, right? Okay. Yep. That's a tough punt if you to get out of it. But you're asking the question. You think that Miami moves along? What do you? Right, where are you going with this? So look, they have the third overall pick because Houston decided to donate it. And so the Dolphins are going to be drafting right behind the Jets, even though they went 10 and 6. And then, of course, they have their own picks, I believe, is 18. Um, we saw the Cardinals do this a few years ago with Kyler Murray, where they moved off Josh Rosen after one year and went and got Kyler. And I don't think anybody cares if they drafted Josh Rosen and missed. Right? Like, I, I look at this and say, two of played better than Rosen played, but Tua has not been good. And I'm not going to be one of these people. I I swear the media loves to just fill themselves to the brim with all this BS about, well, you know, everybody's so player friendly now. They're horrified to critique anybody. And I think it's because most guys are just in bed with agents and they can't handle if they get a a text from an angry agent. Look, I, I have a lot of friends who are agents, but the reality is anyone with eyes can look at this and go, Tua just didn't play well, period. Not just today, in general. He got benched against Denver. 
He got benched against the Raiders. He was completely ineffective in those games. He was ineffective in the Rams game that they won. He was awful, but they won because he had three defensive touchdowns. He was, he was by and large useless against Kansas City until garbage time. And against the Bills in a must-win game, listen, I can live with them losing the game. I'm not going to kill them for losing the game. I am going to kill them for throwing the ball about two feet in attempt most of the game and throwing three picks. Like, at some point, if you're the Dolphins and you're drafting third, okay, Fields and Lawrence, let's say they're gone, but you love Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. You love Zach Wilson out of BYU. If you love him, and you got to love him, but if you love him, I think you take him. I really do. You, you're never drafting this high again with Brian Flores as your head coach. You're 10 and 6. You have the number three overall pick. Like you, if you think you can upgrade that position, you do it and you don't think twice and you flip to it for a pick. I wonder, just trying to think of the Jets situation here. Anybody, uh, any chance you want to trade back? I don't think the Jets would ever trade with Miami there. Yeah, that'd be. That's it's suicide. Not, it's not, they it's ever not, did that, and, and Miami drafted some Hall of Fame quarterbacks. It's, it's not. It's not an ideal trading partner, but I don't like. I don't like Justin Fields at two. Uh, pretty damn good against Clemson. I know. I know. He, That's not everything, but yeah. You know. He sucked in the Big Ten championship game. I maybe I'm wrong about this one. I haven't watched him enough to really know. I just. I don't love that. I don't love him that high. But we'll see. Uh, and to. How do you make a radio ad for an 8K TV that conveys the feeling of 33 million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs? This is the best we can do. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good. So the overriding question here, you know, what happens? I don't think the, if what happens, I think they, they roll with Tua for another season. What should happen Nothing wrong with being aggressive. Swinging again is totally fine in my mind. Because, I mean, look, we all saw what Tua was this year, and he don't look like a star quarterback to me. And I can't be the only one that has that opinion. So maybe they will be aggressive, uh, but it that's just – that sucks. But He does not look it, the part of a, of a very good NFL. No, and admitting you're – I'm sorry. The sooner you admit you're wrong in life when you're wrong, the better off you are. So maybe that'll be the thing the Dolphins do. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's talk about the Chargers. We've had this one all season long. Should the Chargers move on from Anthony Lynn? Um, you know, they, they finished up the year in style. I, I don't know what that means. It ain't like they're going to the playoffs. Uh, a lot of questionable coaching mo- moments this year for Anthony, for sure. But he does have some big-time respect here, Matt. So, I, you know, I'm not I'm – not, I don't, I don't have a great sense of what they're going to do. Do you? No. You know, and I, I don't think anybody around the league does. Jay Glazer over at Fox Sports, who I, I definitely respect, reports it, that Lynn will be gone. There, at least that's his understanding. He's the only one I've seen be definitive about it. I mean, I, I try to read every day from local beat writers to get an idea if I don't have a direct source on something. And with this, I don't. Um, no, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. And it seems like most people even around the team don't really know. Uh, he has – I will say this. Um, he is a very, very nice man. And <laughs> I, I say that because I think in a situation where it's 50, 50, if you have immense respect of the people that are making the decision, you might get the benefit of the doubt. Now this is the NFL and teams make decisions very coldly, but I do think that this is a legitimate toss up. They did finish 7-9. and They did win four straight games at the end of the year. Herbert threw 31 touchdown passes for over 4,000 yards. They had a great year. I could see the Chargers talking themselves in the one more year of Anthony Lynn. I could also see them moving on. I think if they move on, it's, it's the best job there is. My gut says they move on, um, but I'm not sure. And I do think that because of the person that Anthony Lynn is and how well-respected he is, it makes the decision that much tougher for the Chargers' ownership. I mean, he finishes up his career if he does get fired and Glazer's report is correct. He'll finish it at 32 up and 32 down. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, he'll be, he'll be two over I'm uh, so because they won today. My bad. Let me do the math again. So he'll be 33 and 31 for whatever that's worth. And the Chargers had a ton of injuries this year. Yeah. But – there was just so many bizarre decisions. Um, Bill Barnwell had a great tweet, by the way. He, he said, uh, 
something along the lines of uh, Anthony Lynn making smart analytics decisions is like me eating one piece of celery after having all the wings. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Um, anyway, we'll, we'll see what happens to Anthony. But the question is, should they? Um, and I, I think they should. I think you can, I think you can upgrade. Get yourself that uh, your offensive guru, put him with Herbert, and, and roll from there. I don't have a great idea in mind. Maybe it's Eric Bieniemy. I mean, that should be off. It's awful uh, tempting. My, but my answer is that the Chargers should move along. Uh, which team this playing this weekend has the best shot to make a Super Bowl run? That's got to be. I'm thinking you're going Buffalo or Seattle, perhaps. Maybe, maybe a thought to go off the board from there. I think I no. Those would be the two. Um, I think the best shot Seattle because I don't think the gap between them and Green Bay is is as wide as it is between Buffalo and Kansas City. Look, I think Buffalo is really, really good, really, really good. But you know, I was doing this in my head. I was going through this. I didn't do it for every team yet, so I don't want to go through the entire thing. But like, Green Bay's played four teams that are in the playoffs this year. They're two and two. Buffalo has played five teams in the playoffs this year. They're three and two. Kansas City's played four teams. They're four and zero. They won all those games on the road. And I just think when Kansas City's challenged, they play their best. So I I think it's hard for me to pick an AFC team here. I I gotta go Seattle. I think of all the teams playing a wild card weekend in Seattle. But I will say this: I think if Kansas City's going to be challenged on a day where it doesn't. No, I'm not talking about a day where the Chiefs just fall apart. But if the Chiefs play reasonably well, I think Buffalo can challenge them. I don't think anybody else in the conference can. I think Seattle can go to Green Bay, and if both teams play their best, I think Seattle would still have a shot to win the game. I think if the Chiefs play their best, I don't think anyone's beating them. I mean, we're talking about everyone playing this weekend. I mean, that includes Buffalo. Yeah, so, right. So everybody but Kansas City or Green Bay. So – uh, if I'm picking a team in the AFC that I think can, has a chance to get hot and do crazy things, it'd be the Bills. Um, the NFC, man. I mean, I've been Tampa? riding. No, I you got to lose in a Washington, actually. Right? I, I don't. I, I, I mean, Seattle. I've been saying it all year, but they just have been so mediocre down the stretch here, and the Saints are playing better. Not great, but better. And I'm saying the Bears are gonna. I mean, they they. I mean, they picked off uh, the Panthers a five times. I mean, they handled the fading Vikings, but they played a very tight game with the Chiefs. So I don't know. I would I would I say New Orleans? I I don't think I would actually. I'll I'll stick with the Seahawks. I think you know, they're be- I think they're better to constructed to deal with Green Bay than the New Orleans is. Super Bowl odds. Um, to win the Super Bowl, have come out by Odd Shark or been updated by Odd Shark. The Chiefs are two to one; they're the clear favorite. Um, Green Bay is four and a half to one. Bills are seven to one. Saints are plus seven fifty or seven and a half to one. Then it's the Bucks at ten to one, the Ravens at eleven to one, and the Seahawks at twelve to one. It's pretty wow. good odds if you're Seattle, right? And twelve to one. I, I might, you know, I, I'd take that. I mean, I think it's pretty it's good. Not bad. Um, by the way, before we move on, I'm, I'm curious your thought. Right now, as we enter the playoffs, okay. We do this, but who is who is your? Just to get to it, what's your Super Bowl pick? Is it chalk or is it something else? No, it's it's chalk. I I, and I hope I and I hope we get it. I think Kansas City and Green Bay would be just phenomenal. Let's have a shootout. Let's 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 see Rodgers put up forty plus, and let's see Patrick Mahomes do it, and let's have a day. I, that would be so much. That'd be some great entertainment. I'm also thinking about going down to Tampa here for the rim. I, I don't don't tell anybody at fan side that I'm thinking about. It, but I'm thinking about going down to Tampa. You think you can get me credential? I could could have about two weeks ago. And I was talking to the NFL. She should have should have given me the heads up. There. I mean. They probably want me down there, don't they? You could you can still re reassess that, can't you? I, I can get us down there for the week of the game. The, the game itself, I think that ship has sailed. I don't even need to go to the game. Week of the game, give me the media role. Um Tampa's Are my you, favorite spot that there is. So the Saddlebrook Tennis Resort is oh right gosh. within shouting distance. I mean, I just why not get go down there? I'm thinking about spending like two weeks. Get oh, some get wow. some work in, get on the court. I, I need I need some sanity. 
I hear anyway, you. Anyway, let's talk. Let's talk offline. By the way, thank you for listening to Stack in the Box. We uh, greatly, greatly appreciate it. And uh, if you give us subscribe, you know, a little little review, we'll uh, put you on the old uh, Verteram. Get you in the will. How about the will? Is there anything in the will? Can we do that? <laughs> Damn thing's empty. <laughs> You're building it, baby. By the time you get there, it's going to be enormous. Damn it! Oh boy, now now getting a text from the wife right now at eleven oh six at night. Can't sleep. What do you write back to that one? Uh Try take harder. melatonin. Try harder. Yeah, that's what liquor's for. There you Good go. night. All right, she'll love that one. That'll go well. All right, is Derek Henry putting together a Hall of Fame resume? It's our last uh, topic and in into the future. Yeah, I was, you know, it's interesting that you bring this up because I was going through his resume, so to speak, today. He has gained more yards every single year he's been in the league. He goes yeah. over two thousand today, and like basically for the last three years, it hasn't changed. He's averaging five yards a carry. Is the more you give him the ball, it's gone up by a tenth of a you know a point. But he's just Mister Consistency. Give him the ball more. Yep, still just still equally as productive. It's it's impressive. I, I mean, I I think he absolutely is. I think he's on pace for sure. Look, he's had three thousand well, uh, three thousand yard years, including now this one, of course, which is a a two thousand yard year, which uh, eighth player in NFL history to do that. Uh, he will be an All Pro. Uh, for the first time, believe it or not, was not the first team all pro last year. Uh, will be this year. Um, listen, he's a, he's just shy. He's got like fifty nine hundred yards, basically rushing. I think he's got to do it for a few more years. Oh, for but sure. If if he gets man, if he puts together like three more you know, good years, gets to ten thousand rushing yards. You know, you factor in Pro Bowls, the All Pro, two thousand yard season. I mean, he's got a damn good shot. I don't think he's there yet, but he's got you know a couple more years, and he's 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 going to be on the on his way. Now you look at guys who have rushed for two thousand yards. Okay, now you got Adrian Peterson, who of course is still active. He's going to be first ballot Hall of Famer. You have Eric Dickerson, Hall of Famer. OJ Simpson, White Bronco side, Hall of Famer. All right, <laughs> you got you got Terrell Davis, Hall of Famer. Barry Sanders. Yep, Hall of Famer. Uh, that, that's what, that's five. Henry is sixth. And then you've got uh, Jamal Lewis, who is not going to be in the Hall of Fame, but was a very good player. And who the hell is the other guy? I'm blanking on somebody here. Um, but, I mean, you're, yard, right? you're, 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 talking, you're talking the best of the best. I'll figure Walter it out. Walter never did it? No, I never did. He came close. Um, Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson. Uh, another Titan. So. Johnson's not getting in. Lewis isn't getting in. But out of the out of the first seven, five or five or in or will be in with Peterson. So, not not bad odds if you're uh, Derrick Henry. And just if you're wondering the years on it, because I was seventy three for OJ, eighty four for Dickerson, ninety seven for Barry, ninety eight for Davis, o three for Lewis, o nine for Johnson. And 2012 for Peterson. I bring that all that up just to make the point that Derrick Henry doing it in this particular era is insane. It makes it more impressive without without a question. It is to me the second most impressive of the 2,000 yard seasons because of the era. The number one to me it will always be Simpson. He did it in 14 games. Sure. I mean that is just bonkers. Like 14 games. He would have rushed for 2,400 yards if he did it in a 16-game season, 2,300 minimum. Right? That is just insane to me. But this is, I agree, with the era and everything else. And they're not like the you – know, look, the year Peterson did it in Minnesota, I'm not taking anything away from him, but like Christian Ponder was his quarterback. The Titans can throw the ball. The Titans do throw the ball. So to do that on a team that is not just pounding the ball 8,000 times, very impressive. Looking at OJ's year, his last two games to get over two thousand, he did he two nineteen against New England and then two hundred against the Jets. I don't know if they needed those games or whatnot, but oh, they were awful. No, they did the, not. Okay, okay, okay. Um, he had three games where he was under a hundred, but anyway, looking at that year, pretty pretty damn consistent by OJ. Three times over two hundred. He started the year with two hundred and fifty yards and a couple of touchdowns against the Patriots. All right. Um, let us 
move along to our in or out. We got four quick topics for you tonight as we wrap up the podcast. Doug Peterson should be fired after this season, in or out. I mean, I, I'm out that he because he's not going to be, but I'm in in the – yeah, I think he should be. I mean, that was an atrocious handling of that situation. Atrocious. Carson Wentz stunk the high heaven all year long. He didn't bench him, didn't bench him, didn't bench him. Then they benched the guy for Hurts. Hurts immediately gives him a shot in the arm and is better. And then in, in the last game of the year, I don't, look, I don't care what Peterson says, that was the most brazen tank job I've ever seen a team make in, in a game <laughs> that mattered. I mean, that was like, I don't care. Here's Nate Sudfeld. And after the game, to listen to Peterson insult everyone's intelligence with this crap about, well, you know, we just wanted to see what Nate Sudfeld's going to do. No, you didn't. Are you kidding me? You see him every day in practice. Was that not enough? You needed to see Nate Sudfeld in game action? Let me save you some time, Doug. He sucks. He sucks. He's not even a backup quarterback. That was the most embarrassing display I've ever seen. I, I mean, that was just uh, – look, and, and, and cry no tears for the Giants, who went 6-10 and 10 and beat themselves all year long and have no business being in the playoffs. I'm not crying for them. But that was a shameful performance. And frankly, if I was Jeffrey Lurie, Mr. Lurie would be having a conversation with Doug Peterson after that. That, to me, just the whole year involved, but then that is the capper? I, I, what, what are we doing here? Now, Wentz, he's you know, through his agent crying to the media that they got this fractured relationship. Which, by the way, what a clown show that is on the side. Like, you stunk. All year long, you got benched, and rightfully so, anybody playing like... Jamie's Log, Progressive, The Harrington's Backyard, Day 27, 3.33 a.m. 3.33, all those threes mean something, or I may be losing it. Been camped in the Harrington's Backyard for 27 days now, proving that Progressive has 24-7 protection. They told me every day they understand what 24-7 protection means. Think I'm finally getting through to them. 3.33. Progressive doesn't just offer a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, just not literally from Jamie. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. That would have. He's, he's lucky he wasn't benched a month earlier. And now all this stuff's leaking out of ESPN that he's got a fractured relationship with Peterson and he can't go back. Who the hell are you to say any of this stuff? You stunk. It's like you got benched and you were playing. Well, you got benched because you're awful. I mean, he should, he should take his $34 million next year and just shut up and be thrilled they're paying him. Well, that's why he can say it because, uh, yeah, I'm making this much money and therefore I can have an opinion and hate the head coach and not really worry about what anyone thinks. Uh, I like Doug Peterson overall as a coach, though. I don't think he – I don't – like, I don't I don't think he – I don't – look, put it this way. The problems in Philadelphia are not him. Like – I, 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 you've got, I mean, serious issues as to you, as to who's throwing the football. Um, I'm not saying he's a genius, but the, you know, he's not exactly that far removed from winning a Super Bowl either here. Right. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't hate him as a head coach. Is, he, is it fair to wonder if Frank Wright and John DeFilippo were a bigger reason they won that Super Bowl? That's, fa- that's, that's not, that's not unfair. I mean, you look at the success they've had elsewhere. I feel like when, when Gary Kubiak won in Denver, it was like, yeah, they won, but like they won because Wade Phelps was defensive coordinator. Yeah. Like they weren't winning the Super Bowl because Gary Kubiak suddenly became a genius. And I kind of feel that way about Doug Peters. No, no, okay, that's fair. That's fair. I, I, I'll, I'll walk it back. Let's, let's talk about the Jets. I'm a little interested in where you're going to go here. The Jets should trade Sam Darnold and draft Justin Fields. Now, Sam Darnold is out here com- campaigning for himself. Good for you, Sam. Yep. And I mean, Adam Gase is out nine and twenty-three. See you later. Apparently, had the worst relationships of anybody going, and his offensive guruness, and of course, never landed in New York. But I'll answer this one first for him. Like you had a guy who's pretty. If there's the one thing that he can do, it's make a quarterback, you know, reach his ceiling. So I, I don't know if you can get be optimistic that whoever you're going to bring in is going to draw something out of Sam Darnold that hasn't been drawn out already. I, I, I would say yes, you move along. I would trade him. But I'll say this. I talked to a source in the league 
a week ago, 10 days ago, that said that the Jets veteran players really have a lot of respect for Donald, the way he's handled this year, the way he's been in the locker room, the way he's worked. That stuff does matter. He's only 23 years old. So if the Jets don't move on from him, I don't think it is a disaster, but I do think that they should because I, because if you believe in Fields then, or, or whoever they want to pick there, Wilson, whoever, then I, I think you've got to make that move. Darnold has not shown nearly enough to keep you from making that move. I mean, um, you just yeah. – I also – I'll say this too. I reached out to two general managers in the league and asked, what do you think the Jets could get for Sam Darnold? Fourth round? <laughs> so, one said, depends on how he finishes the year, because it's a couple weeks ago. Um, it, was, it was right after the Rams game. Depends on how he finishes the year. A strong finish would help. Uh, I think a first is possible. Wow. Yeah, I was shocked by that too. I think first is possible because – all it takes is one team really liking him. The other said, you know, more of a, I think it'd be a day two pick. I think it'd be, you know, second or third round. So for the Jets, now I, I think I tend to think, and I don't, what do I know? I'm not a general manager, but I, I think a first round pick is pie in the sky. I do not think they're getting that. Could they get a late second, early third? It's a top 100 pick. Like, if you're the Jets, you know, not something to sneeze at if you love with a quarterback at number two that you can pick. Something to throw out there. I'm just thinking about what team would want to take a shot on Sam Darnold right now. Niners. Okay. Chicago you, Chicago, you interested? I was about to say Bears. Mitchell Trubisky, too? I mean, I don't know. I, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you right now, I'd take him in a heartbeat over Trubisky. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, that would be interesting then. Listen, it would be – some team would, would – if you did make that trade and then you unlock Sam Darnold, you could puff your chest out and say, look what we do here. That's right. We develop people. And by the way, I'm the coach and I want a contract extension right the hell now. Um, all right. Let's go. The Falcons should be looking for a quarterback in the first round. You're, are you going to draft Matt Ryan's successor? Now, I think the answer to that has got to be yes. I mean, how much longer – I mean, let's go old school, let him learn from Matt Ryan for a year, and uh, that, that should be just about do it for a phenomenal career in Atlanta. He, he belongs on a winner anyway. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I don't think they'll move off Ryan because if I remember right, the contract's prohibitive to doing that, but I do think it's time for them to – I think it's time for them to start looking for his replacement. And if you can get that guy in the first round, yeah, you do it. You do it. They're going to have a new coach. They might have a new GM. I know Matt Lombardo, who's with Fansided, uh, alongside myself, we both talked to sources on this who believe um, that a enemy John Dorsey pairing is a possibility in Atlanta, uh, also in Houston, by the way, for the record. But if you're Atlanta and you can get enemy, even if that ends up not being with Dorsey, although right now that, that is being floated around as a package, um, I, I think you, you try to build around that, that new regime and say, okay, look, you know, Ryan, maybe he, he gets us through 2021. He's still a good quarterback. But then after that, you move on. You got this young kid on a rookie deal, and you start bearing, you start digging out of what is a pretty ugly cap situation. Fair. If you can – if hey, somebody wants him, and probably somebody does who's dreaming up a Super Bowl, why not? Uh, I think that, that could be a win-win for sure. Let's wrap up with Cliff Kingsbury is on the hot seat in Arizona come 2021 after the – Cardinals missed the playoffs. Uh, if you forgot about it, Arizona started the season and they were kind of an adorable story. And then it went away. And they ended up – Kyler Murray gets hurt. You lose to a Rams team that doesn't have Jared Goff. Not great. Not the way you want to end up the season. I'll be brief because I'm guessing we don't have a ton of Arizona fans who listen. Um, but I think, it's, I think it's a lukewarm seat going into 2021. Listen, Kingsbury deserves credit. Eight and eight after taking over the team, the number one overall pick. But they fell apart at the end of this year. And there's just no other way to say it. They were six and three, five and three. They, they fell off the face of the earth as the year went along. And if they don't beat Buffalo on a crazy Hail Mary 
I mean, we're talking about a ridiculous collapse. I, I just – Murray's not being utilized the way, in my opinion, needs to be utilized. There's too much of this rinky-dink offense where they, they sometimes feel like they have no plan. They have eight plays in the playbook. Situationally, they're not good. That's on the coach. I think Kingsbury right now is struggling. I do. And, and, I, and a lot of that is based off situational football. And that's not to say he can't improve on that. He's like anybody else. He's young in his job. But I, I think right now, look, if they go into next year, next year the, the expectation is going to be the playoffs. If they don't get to the playoffs, if they take a step back next year, Murray doesn't improve the way I expect him to, maybe you're having a co- different conversation. I, I don't think he gets fired after next year unless it's a t- complete disaster. But I do think there's a, a world – where that thing goes south on him because I, I just do not like the way at times they look on, you know, two-point conversion attempts, third downs, in the two-minute offense. They just look disjointed, and that's on the coach. It seems a little too aggressive for me, and I, and I, and I, like, I like Kingsbury. I think he's, he's an interesting young mind in the game at River Rams, so I, that seems quick. Then again, Arizona, not exactly the uh, – most stable franchise going. So, I mean, maybe it could go that sideways. And I don't know if him and Murray are not on the same path. That that would be problematic for Cliff Kingsbury going forward. Let us wrap up our first podcast of 2021 as we uh, get set for the playoffs. What's going on over there, Matt Verderam? Anything? Uh, you got the Knicks, huh? You're going to celebrate your basketball team? Damn straight. It's been 20 years of complete horseshit with this team. <laughs> and now, three and three, it feels like we just won the title. Look, my dad and I used to watch these games when I was a kid. They were the first team I grew up caring about, okay? And they have fallen apart over the last 20 years to the point that I really stopped watching them like five years ago. I mean, I always kept tabs. I always knew what was going on, but I just couldn't watch it anymore. Just couldn't do it. Moved to Chicago, refused to pay for League Pass to watch the games. Just would not do it. Well, now I'm watching the games because I like that they hired Thibodeau. I like that they got Mitchell Robinson and R.J. Barrett. And this kid, this kid Emmanuel Quickly from Kentucky, looks like he can actually play. Like they might actually have a really good player from the 25th overall pick in the draft. And I'm sitting there watching them play the Pacers last night, um, Saturday night. And I, I saw something that I almost had to sit down because I, I couldn't believe it. The Knicks. We're winning the game, which, okay, you know, it's ho-hum. They're in the third quarter in Indiana. Indiana's clearly more talented. Long story short, the Knicks are up 10. They blow it immediately. They give up, like, three wide-open threes. End of the quarter, tied at 82. Thibodeau is absolutely furious on the sideline because they're not closing out on these threes, which I'm thrilled to death to see because it's the first time a coach has had a pulse for the Knicks since Jeff Van Gundy was there. They, they then proceed. Forget that they won the game because like, that was great, but they gave up 14 points in the fourth quarter before two meaningless threes at the end. I was blown away by it. Like, they actually played real, honest-to-God, shutdown defense in the fourth quarter against a good team beat them. It was stunning. Julius Randle was everywhere. Austin Rivers somehow was playing good basketball. No, look, I am under no illusion. I'm sure they will eventually fade off here and not make the playoffs, and that's fine. I get it. They're not at that stage yet. But for the first time, legitimately, in two decades, I have actual real hope for this team. Like, they're coached well, they have young talent, and they give a shit, which is something they haven't since I was in middle school. You're not going to get away with a half-ass effort with Tibbs. You're just not. By the way, I'm looking at that box score. R.J. Barrett played 42 minutes. Vintage Tibbs. Love it. Grind them, baby. coming out. We needed the win. Grind them, baby. That's I, what my that's what my Tibby do. I, Listen, I love Tibbs. I'm a huge fan. He's a he's an he's a he's a red ass. He's a hard ass, but he's a, he's like a he's a good dude. Never tell you my Tom Thibodeau. Did I tell you that story? No, I don't think so. Um, I was. I was coming back from a road trip. I was in Wisconsin, and my buddy calls me up. Listen, we can wrap the podcast on this. And he's like, you want to come to the House of Blues and see whatever band with Tibbs? And because my buddy's friends with uh, 
one of Tom's friends. So I'm like, you're invited. And now I'm coming back from the woods. I haven't showered, but I, I mean, I got nothing. Go, but I'm like, I'm, I'm in. I mean, I'm not not going to hang course, out with. Of course. So Just we get in there. Relax on yourself and be done. Right. We get in there and and uh, I'm like, is this really happening? I'm like, and I sit down and we're in this like box at the House of Blues and we're watching this like Bruce Springsteen knockoff band, and I'm sitting right next to Tim's. And, you know, I'm a huge Bulls fan. Here's the head coach. You know, it's, it's, it was a sweet moment. I'm like, and so I just, you know, he's having a, he's having like a, whatever, he's having a gin and tonic, whatever Tibbs was drinking. And so I'm, I, you know, turn to him at one point. I'm like, what do you think? He's like, oh, these guys are awesome. They're awesome. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's like, wow. He's like, he, Tibbs likes music. He's kind of, you know, he's, he's hanging out. He's tipping it up. And then afterwards, all he wanted to do was talk sports. He was talking really? about, he was just talking about the pirates. He was, I mean, he like, I mean, he just wanted to rap sports and he was totally into all of it. And he was very likable and the dude knows his hoop, man. He just does. You might not, you might, he's not for everyone, but your team is going to reach their potential with that guy. I'll say this and then I'm done. Um, you know, it, it was weird because, you know, we're so used to fans not being there now that it's almost irrelevant. I mean, it's not, but it feels you're used to it at this point. And this sounds really weird. If you're not a Knicks fan, you'll you'll maybe not understand this. If the Knicks, they, they play the all, they play in Atlanta on Monday and then they come home and they play the Jazz. The crowd, if that was a normal crowd, that place would be oh. absolutely bonkers for that team when they came by because they care. They actually – like, there's an effort. These guys are diving around. They're trying. And I'll say this, and you know this because Chicago's a lot like New York in this regard. It's not L.A., man. Like, it's not about glitz. It's about, like, being tough, getting boards. Be New York, that team will play in New York because they're they're under – they're trying. They're scrappy. Tibbs is getting te teed up by the officials. He's screaming at people. Like, that. that's New York. That That city will love that guy. Because hey, he he fits like that's what he that's what they do. That's New York. They're tough. They're angry. They're constantly pissed. He fits it, it, for Alfred Payton, R.J. Barrett. Progressive presents today's to-do list for your dog. Check front door. Check window. Check other window. Rest chin on ground. Look into distance. Bark for no reason. Check front door. Check window. Check other window. Your pet has a very busy schedule, so it's up to you to make sure they're protected. That's why Progressive Car Insurance covers your pets for up to $1,000 if they're ever in a car accident with you. Chase shiny ball, lose shiny ball, find shiny ball, eat shiny ball. Get coverage for your pets with any auto policy from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with a purchase of collision coverage and subject to policy terms. Justin Rivers, this is the best thing that's happened to him. He also, he knows how to... I mean, forget. I was going to just limit him to guards. Think, think about what he did for guys in New York and Chicago, and I'll, I'll let it go here. Joakim Noah was a top five player in the league one year. He got MVP votes. Now, that was when Derek was hurt. I mean, that's incredible where he got him to. Think about how much money he made Lou all day. Think about what he had with Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler was a defensive guy, the 30th pick in the first round. Tib and now yeah, Butler gets a ton of credit, but like, look at where that guy got to with this dude. Derek was the youngest MVP in the league. Not he, a lot of talent, but I'm he's a he will get the most out of your guys. Now they might end up dead because they're going to play a lot of minutes, but he's going to get the most out of them. Uh, so I, I, I I'm wow. a huge fan. I just love it. Like I am, they play tomorrow against the Hawks on Monday night. I'm legitimately excited, even if they lose. I just I look like there's a plan. They're in, they have a rotation. It's just fun, man. <laughs> yeah, like it's just for the first time in a long time. There's not a bunch of overpaid, overhyped veterans who don't care. Where the coach is just collecting a check. Like it's it's re it really like I was legitimately like yelling at the TV into it with the Knicks for the first time in 20 years. In 20 years, watching it was it was a lot of fun. I'm very happy they have them. And literally, when I'm done working tonight, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna read about the next. Uh, this is uh, I, I enjoy it, man. It it makes me it make, brings a smile on my face that you're enjoying Tibbs. And don't worry, it'll, it'll it, and it will go sideways at some point. But just remember, like that dude, you you I just think you want him on your side. By the way, Steph Curry at 62 tonight. No. Uh, thank thank you for listening to Stack in the Box. We'll be with you on Wednesday. Get you ready for. 
the wild wild card weekend baby it's gonna be awesome so uh matt always good to be with you brother you as well sir michael zach appreciate you producing and all your help along the way here we will see you on wednesday without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.